Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. said I oversee a charity in South Africa called New Day and uh, I head back out there on um, on Friday and uh, Robert and Emma are going to tell you a bit about that next week but I thought we'd have just a little bit of fun who's got a stopwatch on their watch or clocks Anybody? Yes, Robert. Okay, one minute, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about what we've done in 2019. You ready? Lord Jesus, help me. Okay, here we go. You ready, Robs? Okay, and go. We've seen three new projects. We've had 25 people gave their lives to Jesus, eight stop and pray days, millions of prayers praised, four new team members, 47 staff meetings, 387 people reached through the various programs, 8,480 meals served, 13,500 cups of coffee, 100 hours of life skills, devotions, homework club, 180 hours of maths e-learning, 180 hours of robotics learning, 180 hours of coders dodo, two holiday clubs for seniors and juniors, 10 graduations to computer learning centers and eight work for a living, 480 computer learning center hours, 460 jobs were made available, 80% of people in work for a living either in jobs or further training, six new sewing machines bought, four new sewing machines given away to four of our ladies, two industrial machines given over to another organization, 35 weekly strategy team calls with the UK office, four radio interviews, 144 Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter posts, thousands of kilometers driven to and from Kanisa, our center over the year, 12 overseas visitors, 30 plus local visitors, 500 meetings sharing about New Day around the world, and over 300,000 people heard about New Day. (laughs) That's cool, eh? How much over was I, Robert? Get in. It's getting better and better. But it's so exciting to be about his business. But I want to say this to you. Um, Happy New Year. I know, it's February, isn't it? I know, but it's still a new year. Happy New Year. And um, our theme this year is focus. And you know, um, one of the questions I, when I saw that at the beginning of the year, focus, I thought it's the year of 2020, which is vision, good vision, But I felt this, that many of us can have really excellent vision and still be distracted. So you have really good vision, but you're distracted. And God is bringing us back to a place of focus. And so the question to you and I is, what do you see when you look? And Ephesians 1 says this, and I wonder if you wouldn't just close your eyes for a few seconds. Let's just invite even more of Holy Spirit's presence. Ephesians 1 verse 18 says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. And so Holy Spirit, just thank you. Thank you for just even more. We ask for even more. In Jesus' name, amen. 
I love reading the Gospels. Um, and uh, it's just so exciting to see how Jesus did life. And he was a nonconformist par excellence. He was always radically challenging people's mindsets and their kind of religious culture. And as I was preparing for this, I, I just thought of how he broke through cultural biases. And I wrote this down. I was just so stunned by this. I thought he came and he, first of all, he has this conversation, and you read it in Luke, uh, John chapter 4, with a Samaritan who was kind of the unclean. Really, nobody wanted to have anything to do with Samaritans. Not only that, but a woman. He has this conversation with the Samaritan woman and makes this profound statement about worship. And then he goes to the unclean. Ali, God says there's some fabulous things ahead of you, sweetheart. Do not become discouraged or lose heart. And then he goes to these lepers who were like, you know, they had to walk around with a bell. Nobody even looked at them. All they could do was beg. And he heals a leper. Then he goes to a tax collector's home, for goodness sake, and goes and has a meal with him. And I love the fact that he calls a prostitute into his inner circle. Radical, radical stuff that he did. And so this morning, I want to take a little bit of time as we continue to look at focus to hopefully unpack this little statement that is the theme for today. And it's this, don't be balanced, be focused. Don't be balanced, be focused. And so what I'm going to do is I just, if you've got your Bibles, you can turn with me to uh, Mark excuse me, Matthew chapter 5. I'm not going to go on for too long um, because blessed are the short-winded and I'm supposed to be finished in a few minutes. So there we are. So if you've got a chicken in the oven, it's fine. It's going to be okay. But Mark chapter 5 is one of the greatest sermons that have ever been preached. It's the inaugural speech of the King of Kings, Jesus And in it, he's declaring what kingdom is all about. And as we open up Matthew chapter 5, it's the Beatitudes that are there. And when I was preparing yesterday, I was just so stunned again at what kind of people inherit blessing. It's not about, you know, you've got shed loads of money in the bank or, you, you know, you're going on a nice Bahamian holiday or to Cape Town um, or, you know, whatever it is that kind of normally is, oh, that's a blessing. The word says this, blessed are the poor in spirit, those who mourn, the meek, those who hunger for righteousness, the merciful, the pure in heart, the peacemakers, persecuted for righteousness sake. Those are the ones that inherit blessings. And then Jesus goes on and he talks about salt and light. And salt is always about preservation and seasoning. And light is about illumination. And so he makes these incredible statements and then he carries on in this and he begins to talk about the fulfillment of the law, but not in terms of legalism, but what he, the King of Kings, will do for us. That we can't bring about our own freedom. And it's incredible. And then he makes the statement in verse 20, he says, for I tell you, 
that unless your righteousness surpasses the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. And he's saying, actually, your kind of ministry or your position or your title is not a way into the kingdom of God. That God's not interested in all those things. He's interested in the heart. And I have a little phrase on my fridge that says, the heart of the matter is the matter of the heart. It's what's going on inside of our hearts. And then Jesus begins to give six examples of what it is to live from the heart. And I'm not going to go through each one of them, but he touches on things like murder and adultery and divorce and oaths and eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth and loving your enemies, etc. But there is a phrase that comes through each one of these as he unpacks. And it's this phrase. He say, it's this. You have heard, but I tell you. You have heard what the law and the commandments say. You have got the information, but I tell you which is revelation. And there is a difference between being informed and having a revelation about stuff. Revelation touches here, deep inside. You get that I get it moment. It's easy to quote scriptures. It's another thing to live it out. It's easy to pray prayers. It's another thing to live it out. And so there's this incredible statement that Jesus makes. You, you have heard, but I tell you. And in this, in this um, time of looking at balance, you know, this is one area that God wants to just t put a finger on for a while. We hear it constantly in the, in the society we, we live in. People are looking for balance. And that word balance, the definition is a point of equilibrium. Going neither here nor there, this way or that. And there's so much of this balance talk going on in the society that we live in. The other thing that's really getting up my nose at the moment is Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And the world is constantly talking about, I'm going to be, I'm going to find my truth. He is the truth. I just thought I'd slip that in. Okay, don't get upset with me. I'm just quoting what the Bible says about real truth. But here we live in a society that's always looking for that work-life balance. You know, having that kind of thing of, you know, um, I'm, gonna, I'm only going to do so much of this and so much of that. And I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to kind of get too involved because I don't want to crash and burn. Anybody had that? Anybody had this kind of thought of going for balance and you crash and burn anyway? Or is it just me? And I just want to share with you a little statement that John Ortberg makes about balance. He says, the paradigm of balance simply doesn't capture the sense of compelling urgency, worthy of human devotion. It's largely a middle-class pursuit. It lacks a notion that my life is to be given to something larger than myself. It lacks a call to sacrifice and self-denial, that wild, risky, costly, adventurous abandon of following Jesus. 
in that well worth more in our living. And so we need that in our lives. You know, when I go back to South Africa, although Cape Town's a beautiful city, first world, very, very beautiful. At the same time, you've got third world right there, right there. And that's where I work. And I have yet to come across one of the people that I work with, the champions that I work with, that want me to teach them about balance or want to know more about balance. They are passionate about wanting life and fullness of life. And beloved, this is what God wants us to take hold of because balance is man-made and we have to try and maintain this. But God is saying, actually what I want is a yielded heart and a sacrificial way of living bigger than yourself, bigger than yourself. And that's, you know, I'm sorry I'm shouting, but, yeah, but, but I'm passionate about that. I'm passionate about living for something bigger than me that makes me feel comfortable. And I'm not asking you to take up a call in Africa. I'm not asking you to do anything, you know, sort of out there in the other world. I'm just asking you to live a life from the heart in the world where God has placed you. And live with a passion for His kingdom to come. If we look at the biblical characters in the Bible, we see that there was nothing comfortable or self-preserving about all of them. But there was, they were passionate about transformation. Passionate about that. Running after what God has for them. And not only in the Old Testament, but in the New Testament too. And so I want to submit to you that rather than running after a balanced life, I believe we need to run after a kingdom-focused life, a Christ-centered life, and a Spirit-led life. A kingdom-focused life, a Christ-centered life, and a Holy Spirit-led life. In Matthew 6, verse 33, just after what I was telling you about, you say, uh, uh, and you have heard, and I say, Jesus says this, seek first the kingdom of God. Seek it, focus on it, go for it, the kingdom of God. And all the other stuff will be added to you. But seek first that kingdom. In Philippians 3, verses 12 to 14, just an amazing, amazing way that the Passion Bible puts it. And it says this, I admit that I haven't acquired the absolute fullness that I'm pursuing. I admit that. Anybody perfect yet? I admit that. But I run with passion into His abundance so that I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ had called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. Isn't that beautiful? That's what we go for. I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do have one compelling. I do have one compelling. Focus. I forget all the past. Beloved, one of the things that I've seen in my life, I cannot change my history. I can't change the things that went wrong back there. But I can, I I am not going to be defined by my history. I have a destiny in Him. 
how I live today and moving forward. And I live and move and have my being with such people in Africa, in South Africa, in Cape Town. And I tell you some of the stories are horrendous, as I'm sure there are many here. But I love the fact that so many of them are getting a kingdom focus, absolutely kingdom focused. And reaching that, I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. There is nothing more fabulous in whatever your workplace is to not just do stuff for Jesus, but with him. And have an adventure with him in the place that he's called mission for you. And you don't have to burn out when you have a kingdom focus. You don't have to burn out when you are Christ-centered. Because you are a God changer. And God wants us to be those. He wants us to be God chasers. In Galatians 2, verse 22, it says that this, I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Isn't that amazing that Jesus lives in, in me, that Jesus lives in you. I've been crucified with him. I have tried for 62 years. I know, don't look it. Um, I do look it. But for 62 years to do things my way, But there is something about being Jesus, be the center and be the fire in my life. It's no longer me, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Because for me to live is Christ, it says in Philippians Philippians 1 verse 21. And to die is gain. And so we focus on his kingdom, but we focus on the king. And we begin to say, Lord, my business needs to be where you place me, what you open up for me. It's not about balance. I was telling the folks in the first service, you know, I've been traveling a lot over the last little while in the UK. I haven't been just lying in bed every Sunday. Some of you are going, where does she mean? Right, Joyce? Okay, are you at peace now? Yeah, good. <laughs> Just teasing my sister. But I got home and I thought, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make myself a nice meal and have some fortified grape juice and I'm going to catch up on some TV. And so I'm sitting in my house, got this all sorted. Yay, me time. And my doorbell goes. And I'm thinking to myself, balance, don't answer it. Don't answer that doorbell. And so I answered the doorbell, and there's my neighbor standing in her pajamas, and her arms are folded. And she says to me, I'm so sorry if my boys have been shouting and making loads and loads of noise. They play these games on on their computers, and when they lose, I mean, the effing and blinding that goes on is unbelievable. And so she said, I'm so sorry for their noise. Instant liar. No problem at all. (laughs) You know? And I'm so glad I did that because then she couldn't, not that I lied, but that I just kind of extended the truth. Um, and, and so she says to me, and I'm not well. You know, I hope my coughing hasn't kept you up. And I looked at her, she's standing in her jammies. I said, Louise, come in. And so she came into my lounge and sat down and we had this little conversation. And then she, I said to her, well, Louise, you know what? I love to pray for people. 
I have a faith. I believe in Jesus. And I'd love to just pray for you. Would you be okay with that? Well, she's sitting in my lounge. There's no way she was going to say no. <laughs> and so uh, she said, yeah, yes. And so I just prayed. I prayed a blessing over her. I just took some time to just love on her. And at the end of the prayer, there were tears rolling down her face. And this is what she said to me. This is here in Manchester. Nobody has ever prayed for me before. My neighbor. Beloved, when we are Christ-centered, we're about his business. And then the final thing is be Holy Spirit-led. Keep in step with the Holy Spirit. Have fun with the Holy Spirit. Let him set the pace. Not just you. Let him set the pace. As I was preparing a little bit more this morning, this is how I do my notes, by the way. <laughs> I felt Romans 8 verse 14, those who are led by the Spirit are the children of God. Oh my goodness. Those who are led by the Spirit are the children of God. And when we have that leading by Him, there are moments where it's relaxed and chilled. Jesus had 30 years of growing up as a child. Way back when He was little, He said, I'm about my Father's business. And that kind of spanned the first 30 years, even though we don't know too much about it. He was a carpenter, more relaxed way. And the last three years were highly, highly intense. And the busyness stepped up. But he was still had that pace of the king and the kingdom. And that's what he wants for us to have in this year of focus. Beloved, it's not about you just trying to balance your life. Because so often what we're doing is we're just building a little wall around ourselves. We need to be those who are saying, it's not about just what the books are saying about balance. We need to hear what he's saying. You have heard, but I say, but I say, not me, what he says. And in 2020, in this year of focus, he's saying, have a kingdom focus. Revelation 2, it says, I counsel you to buy soul for your eyes. I'm, not, I'm looking earnestly at you, not being distracted anymore. Kingdom focus. And think about your area of influence, whether it be in education, or in the medical world, or in the business world, or the building world, whatever it is. And even those who are retired, you have not retired in terms of the king and the kingdom. I'm just putting it out there. And even if you're a mummy, you have not, that's not the main, well, it is the main thing, but you have a kingdom calling on your life as a mummy. And so God is saying to you and I today, a kingdom focus. Be Christ-centered. It's so simple and yet so profound. Jesus, be the center. Don't just talk about the center. Jesus, you be the center. Let me not be the center and you have to fit into my world. That you be the center and I'll fit into your world. And I'll be led by your spirit. I'll keep in step with your spirit. Beloved, that's where adventure lies. 
and you have eternity in your heart. I was saying, I, I was praying with some people this week and um, <laughs> one of the girls prayed for me and she said, Lord, I just thank you that as Lynn prepares for eternity, What does she know that I don't know? And I got in the car, and you know, you get that slightly kind of look, feel inside. And then I felt Holy Spirit say to me, what's the big deal? For you to live is me, Lynn. And when you die, you gain so much more. So it's a win-win. Go for it. But I am not just waiting one day to be with Jesus, I'm living with him today. So that one day when I stand before him, he's gonna go, woohoo, well done, good and faithful. You can live in that house next to David, which you asked for. That's the Psalmist David, all right? Some of you are thinking, who's David? But Jesus be the center. Let's pray. Yeah, Jesus. We've already had some ministry this morning and thank you for just um, being so patient with me. But I just feel that there's something about this kingdom focus and Jesus being center. And I just, I, what I'm getting it right now is that Holy Spirit's saying recalibration for some. A recalibration. But you haven't fallen out with Jesus you still love him, but it's kind of moved to the side. That he's no longer central. It's been you trying to keep your life together. And the Bible says, very simply, it says, hey, return to first love. Return. Live in the abundance of that first love with all the wisdom and the grace that you need for your life. And so I'm just going to ask you, as we just focus here for a few seconds, just look at your week coming up, wherever you are. The conversations you may have, have to have, the difficult situations you may face, the challenges that may come your way. And begin to say, Lord, in my week, I want to have a kingdom focus. I don't want to just do life according to my standards but in allegiance with the King of Kings. I don't just want to have information. I want to have a revelation what you are saying. And so have that kingdom focus. And be Christ-led, Christ-centered. Christ-centered. Jesus, the author and the perfecter of your faith who for the joy set before him endured the cross. Be spirit-led. So think of your world here, just for a few seconds. Take some deep breaths of the king and the kingdom. Allow him to recalibrate you as you move forward.
keep you. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts, go to ivychurch.org/media.